Last week I had a cold and now my voice sounds like crap, so this is going to be a short one. It's the Benefit of a Doubt podcast. Welcome to the Benefit of a Doubt podcast. I'm your host, Adam Dowd, and this week I've brought along my pet frog. It lives in my throat. The top story this week is a story Cliff and I recorded a few weeks ago, so that'll sound good. But for now, you're stuck with this. Lenovo has supplied a lot of review laptops for the show, but now we're playing with some power. It's the Lenovo Legion 5 Pro gaming laptop, and folks, this thing wrecks. But it's not perfect, and we touch upon the highs and the lows of this gaming laptop. There's no tech yet this week because of my voice, and the news stories are shorter than usual, but a podcaster's gotta do what a podcaster's gotta do. So let's get over to the news of the week. Speaking of the news, you're going to notice that a lot, a lot of the stories this week and likely going forward will be coming from digital trends. In my new capacity as editor, you have to understand I read basically every news story that comes out of the mobile section. So really, that's the news that I read every day. So that's generally what I'm going to go with. Plus, I like to highlight my freelancers because they're awesome. So just deal with it, bro. So without further ado, let's dive in. Once upon a time, a long time ago, I used to be a Dungeons & Dragons nerd. Don't at me. Anyway, D&D moved into computer games and released a series of gold box games that I could run on my 386 with 128 kilobytes of RAM. No, seriously, I don't remember how much RAM I had, but these games shipped on 3.5 inch floppy disks. I'm going to say maybe 8 of them, and you had to install that on your 50 megabyte hard drive. I'm totally making up numbers here, but these numbers are realistic. It was the Dark Ages, people. Sometimes we had to go outside and play. It was actually kind of awesome. Kids suck these days. What was I saying? Oh, right. Steam is bringing these games to modern computers, and I'm going to buy the hell out of them. To this day, I still think I haven't beaten Pool of Radiance. That Red Dragon is going down, and that is assuming I can get past the trolls in the southwest corner of the maze, just outside town, that is. Yes, I remember a stupid lot about that game. So those are coming, and they will be mine, so now I just have to find time to play them. A few months ago, Disney unveiled its Star Wars Galactic Cruise Hotel experience for the diehard Star Wars fans. Well, it turns out that Disney is having a heck of a time filling its 100-room hotel that starts at $5,000 for a weekend. Golly gee, Disney, whatever could be the problem? Gosh, oh me, oh my, I have no idea. Now, don't get me wrong. There are Star Wars fans that are nerdy enough to drop that many bills on a weekend aboard a fake Galactic Cruiser. But Disney is learning that there aren't so many of them that they'll all show up on the same weekend. By all reports, the cost is for the experience, not the rooms. Duh. And guests are encouraged to fight for the resistance and take on secret missions. So if your idea of a good time is crawling around on a building pretending to be a spaceship and talking to three-eyed janitors, then head on over to Galactic Star Cruiser and book a weekend. Me? I'll go to Hawaii. South by Southwest happened this past week, and David Kogan, a.k.a. The Unlocker on Twitter, took a ride in a Porsche with a fun little feature. Now bear in mind that this was communicated over a single tweet, so I could be wrong about some of this, but this is a concept electric car that does something kind of neat. 
when you're driving, electric cars are super quiet. So to fill the silence, this car generates a soundtrack of your drive based on the speed and acceleration of the drive. The faster you go, the faster and more exciting the music gets. It's called an adaptive audio experience, and if there's anything this podcast is known for, it's an adaptive audio experience. Now, I'm not sure how useful this is, but it is kind of cool. And to quote friend of the show, Russell Holly. How fast do you have to go before Flight of the Valkyries kicks in? Because, yeah, I'll blast down the highway listening to that hella fast. Asus's Republic of Gamers series of laptops are some of the most powerful out there and some of the coolest to look at, but this week, Asus asked the question, What if Republic of Gamers and Microsoft Surface had a baby? The result would be the Asus ROG Flow Z13. This is basically a souped-up Surface, complete with detachable keyboard, but a killer design on the back, even if you don't like it. And what's up with that, Luke? One of the nicest parts of the tablet, as pointed out by Luke Larson, is that the detachable keyboard and surface form factor means that the guts of the computer are all located behind the screen, so when you're playing a hardcore game, no Kentucky Fried Fingers from holding your hand on the keyboard. All the hot stuff is behind the screen, which... Yeah, I guess actually probably gets really hot if you're holding it as a tablet, but the idea here is that you're supposed to use it as a keyboard attached like a laptop, at least when gaming. Of course, it is crazy expensive, almost $2,000, so it's not a cheap service, but it's still pretty badass. And, of course, I would love to try one. Asus, call me. But maybe after my voice gets better. Text me. You can text me. How about that? Google I.O. is coming back as an in-person event mostly, at the beginning of May. No, I will not be packing my bags for I.O. because it will be live-streamed everywhere, and again, this year it's completely free. The in-person part is mostly going to be Googlers and a limited live audience, probably Dieter too, because let's be honest, he's awesome and he's a Googler now. But anyway, the presenters will be live on stage, and the audience will be virtual as before. Gone are the days, the glorious days, of events being heavily scripted and edited, which is just a shame, because Apple... Microsoft, Google, Samsung, they all did their thing, and it was always, always done in an hour or less, and it was awesome. But this year, we'll learn all about Android 13 and more on May 11th and 12th, which is to say most of you will watch the keynote, and that's it. People like me will have to schlep from breakout meeting to breakout meeting to try to speak developer for a couple of days and report back to you. But we do it because we love you, and because, let's face it, our jobs are awesome. Normally, I don't talk a whole lot about phones that will never see U.S. shores, but holy crap on a flapjack, Honor just rolled out a new phone, and believe me, it earns its name. It's the Honor Magic 4 Ultimate, and let's talk about the vinyl record on the back of this thing. The camera bump on the back of this phone is a black circle that almost spans the entire back of the phone, because this camera array includes... Count them. A 50 megapixel main camera with customized 8P lens. From there, there's also a 64 megapixel ultrawide lens. A 64 megapixel periscope telephoto lens. What? And a 50 megapixel spectrum enhanced camera. And look, I don't know what the hell a spectrum enhanced camera is, but by God, I want one. 
Now, there's a lot to say here, but the fact that this phone comes to about $1,200 is equally impressive. Of course, it'll probably only ever be sold in China, which is disappointing as hell, but good lord. I haven't even talked about the rest of the specs, because who cares? That camera setup alone is just insane. I'm hoping to see some samples coming out of this phone, and stay tuned, because Digital Trends might be able to do that, and you can bet this is a story I will be watching. John Bernal, a YouTuber who used to work at Tesla, was fired from the car company for posting a video of his Tesla using full self-driving mode crashing into a bollard. The Tesla drove right into it, and Tesla fired him for violating Tesla's air quotes social media policies. Now, let's be clear. I have said in the past that I am not rooting for Tesla to fail, but Tesla, if you have people rooting for you to fail... This is not helping your case. Your full self-driving package is a bad idea, and it's not ready for the public, let alone your own employees. And it's up to YouTubers like Bernal to point this out to people so they don't, you know, die because you told them to take a nap on the ride home from work. And yes, I realize that Tesla says the exact opposite of this, but Tesla also calls its software, air quotes, full self-driving, and the implication is there. This dude needs to be rehired and he needs an apology and maybe a sponsorship of his YouTube channel for the next five years or so. That should happen immediately or, you know what, Elon? More people, including me, will start rooting for Tesla to fail. You need people to show what your product does, warts and all. So stop being a whiny baby and put Bernal back on the payroll. Samsung unveiled a new crop of A-series phones, the Galaxy A53, A33, and A73. The A53 is the most impressive of these phones, sporting an Exynos processor... Okay, well, that part isn't impressive. 6 gigabytes of RAM and a 6.5-inch Super AMOLED display with 120Hz refresh rate and starting at 128GB of onboard storage. The cameras feature a 64-megapixel main sensor, a 12-megapixel ultrawide sensor, and the phone can be purchased for $450 here in the States. But Samsung is bringing some cool stuff to this price point. First of all, Samsung is rolling out Nightography, which is the night mode we talked about on the S22. Samsung is also including the variable refresh rate for shooting video at night and object eraser, all of which is kind of awesome. Of course, this is a 5G phone as well, and I gotta say that this phone is kind of tempting if you don't want to drop a ton of money on a flagship, especially considering the four years of OS upgrades Samsung promises. Put up against a Pixel 5a or a Pixel 6, though, it's kind of hard to go with Samsung here, honestly, but I won't knock it until the reviews come in, and once they do, then I'll knock it. Adam Savage of Mythbusters fame has a company slash YouTube channel called Tested, and I have to say, I love watching that channel, and not just because of the name, although I'll be honest, that helps. But moreover, he builds things and he's incredibly smart. His latest project is just a ton of fun. He found these neat Nerf fist blasters for Nerf darts, and he built a unique dart shooter out of them. I won't tell you any more because I don't want to spoil it, but I will tell you it involves a helmet and a flashing light. There's a link in the show notes, so please do check that out. And while you're there, subscribe to the Benefit of a Doubt newsletter and have those show notes delivered straight to your inbox, including all the links to all the news stories I talk about on the show. Now go check it out on my Twitter profile at Dead Technology or at bit.ly slash B-O-T-D news. And I thank you. 
And finally, I told you before about the Stargate AI project that brings cast members together to act out scenes generated entirely by AI. We talked to Lawrence Moroni about it a few weeks back. Well, this week, the Companion announced that Stargate AI 2.0 is coming, featuring original cast members of SG-1, Richard Dean Anderson, Amanda Tapping, and Michael Shanks, reprising their roles as General Jack O'Neill, Samantha Carter, and Daniel Jackson, respectively, and my god, that was a run-on sentence. The first version was nothing short of fall down hilarious so this comes highly recommended but you have to head over to www.thecompanion.app and subscribe to get some awesome sci-fi content if you're a nerd like me you'll appreciate it and that's about the limit my voice is going to hold out so let's get on to the main story You know, a little-known fact about the past of Adam Dowd is I used to be a musician, and during that time, I wrote a song called Legions of Evil. And here we are to talk about a legion that is not evil. It is a Lenovo Legion 5i that I have been using for about three or four months now as a daily driver, and I've got Cliff here to talk all about it. Cliff, how you doing this evening? I'm good, but I, I'm wondering how you know for certain that it's not evil. I guess you've spent enough time with it, you probably, yeah. probably know by now. Yeah, no, 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 we, we have. We've, uh, yeah, and <laughs> and um, it, was a, it was a very political song, too. Now that I think about, it. but yeah, every time I think about like the Legion, like the Lenovo Legion, I just get that song going through my head, you know. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a fun little song, and I actually have a recording of it. Maybe I'll uh, add a link to that in the there show notes. There you go. That's what I was thinking. But, you need to sneak it in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll have a little musical interlude halfway through the. Uh, Halfway through the uh, review. No, that's not true at all. But no, we are here to talk about the the computer that I have been using on the daily for... A t it's been since before Christmas, so it's definitely been at least almost three months, if not four. I've had it since October, but I was had kind of like a... Uh, uh, a uh, a uh, abundance of riches when it comes to like laptops. I've been kind of bouncing all uh, bouncing all around between laptops, but I've been on the Legion for quite some time now, and uh, we're ready to uh, share some thoughts. Yeah, that that so, is sort of the 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 embarrassment of riches with uh, being a tech reviewer. Sometimes I think that that's why so many people are like, I I'd like to do that job and really don't know that much about it, unless of course they've listened to. Russell Holly interview. That's Maybe true. Right. <laughs> That's true. And by the way, speaking of embarrassment of riches, bang! <laughs> it's back again. For those of you who are listening, I just held up two Galaxy S22 Ultras, one of which I bought, by the way. So don't think in like all like rolling in notes here or anything. Um, but no. So getting back to the Lenovo Legion, uh, this is a. I mean, you know, so Legion is is Lenovo's gaming line of laptops, and this thing just brags about gaming from the you know the Lenovo Legion Y Y shaped logo on the back. I don't know if it has like an official name to it, but that's an RGB logo on the back. It has an RGB keyboard that kind of cycles through all the different. Uh, 
colors as you're typing on it. It has a full number pad on the far right-hand side. It's a 16-inch laptop, so it has a full number pad on the right-hand side, which I'll be honest with you, I was actually a really reticent at first when I got this because I'm typically not a big fan of having number pads on the side of my laptops just because it offsets the center of the keyboard and so like i'm kind of like i'm 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 like i feel like i'm typing to my right (laughs) you know it is a a really strange feeling but here here's like a a funny story real quick so i uh yeah i got together with some family uh recently and my brother just started a new job he is a a, uh he's a plc engineer technically but that just means he's like an electronics engineer but uh with his new job he was he was given a Dell XPS 15. Now he's oh, nice. used to having more of like a workstation, more like um, a, another Lenovo uh, review device that I don't know if we've gotten around we to have reviewing not. yet. Okay. We have not yet. But so that will be next. <laughs> so normally, if you get something like that, if you're an engineer, you really like having that number pad on the side mm-hmm. uh, because that's something that you're inputting in all the time. So whereas oh, yeah. I, you know, the XP, XPS 15 to me is much more like a a MacBook Pro or something like that in terms of the way it's designed. Sure. It's, it's more aesthetically pleasing than your average workstation. So I would have been, had I been given that for work, I would have been super excited. And his Pretty words geeked were, about it. he said, I hate this thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. The so, Dell XPS. I mean, like the Dell XPS, that's like peak laptop right uh, there. Yeah. Right? And I mean, it's the, I mean yeah, and, he, and of course, it's very high spec, and I'm just like, oh, you're so lucky. And he says, I hate this thing. It doesn't have a keypad. So, you oh. know, everybody has their own preferences is all I'm saying. And no matter how weird they are. But anyway, yeah. so let's, uh, let, speaking of which, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into the uh, specs right. here because we are this podcast and an audio podcast. Really, all we have to work with are numbers. So let's go with it. Uh, this is a Core i7 11th generation processor. It's 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, 512 gigabytes of storage, a GeForce RTX 3050 graphics, uh, discrete graphics card, and a 16-inch display at, you know, I don't know, it, it, 2560 by 1600. Is that 2K? That's 2K, yeah. That is 2K, okay. So I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a numbers nerd where I could just like rattle off resolutions and intuitively know. It's, I know it's it's better than full HD. I know it's on FHD. That. It's not FHD+. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, not sure what that is. It's not QHD. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's definitely not QHD. I want to say it's a 2K screen. I, yeah, um, I, just, I don't remember what the what the three-letter acronym for 2K yeah. is. Yeah, and, and it's fine. Whatever. Sure. Nobody cares. Even though there's like 100 people like yelling at their Screaming phones Screaming right at now. us right now. Mm-hmm. You morons! Why do I listen to you week <laughs> after week? Because we you like it. Anyway, um... So, like, right off the bat, and this is such a stupid, petty thing, but I'm going to start the review with this. There is no biometric authentic- authentication anywhere mm. on this computer, mm. and I hate that. I hate it so hard. There's no, like, the webcam is in Hello compatible. There is no fingerprint sensor. Even the USB fingerprint sensor that I plugged in, that I have, that I, like, tried to plug in, even that didn't work. And I don't know. I didn't, like, fuss with it all that much. I just said, screw it up, put it in my pen, and call it a day. So, uh, but there's no biometric authentication on this, and that kind of drives me a little nuts. I'll if you're be used totally to honest. Windows Hello, specifically the IR Windows Hello, 
and then you go to another device that doesn't have it, it is very frustrating. It like, the fingerprint sensor is nice, but it's just not the same. Right. Well, I mean, I've been using my M1 Mac for, you know, that, that work issued me, right. and that has Touch ID, which mm-hmm. is quite nice mm-hmm. and the uh the p-series laptop that i have from lenovo that has a fingerprint sensor on it mm-hmm. so um i can't say that i'm not looking forward to switching back over to that <laughs> in order to use this but um the one reason why i wanted to use this was because of the raw power that you get with this and this is kind of like you know this is kind of like a mid-range gaming laptop but it's a mid-range gaming laptop you know it's got the you know it's got the horsepower behind it to run like one of my favorite things in fact you know now i think about i think it was around christmas that i switched to this because it was right around christmas that i started playing uh, microsoft flight simulator and uh that is a (laughs) that is a huge game by the way that takes up probably almost a quarter of the 512 gigabytes of storage that it's i have ridiculous and then and then of course they have all the expansions mm-hmm. for all the different airports so it just keeps taking up more and more space mm-hmm. and i forget what my frame rate was i don't have any lag or stutter when i'm playing that game and i know that's a very intensive game so but i forget exactly what the frame rate was i want to say does 49 frames per second sound crazy no Okay, I mean, it's, it's it's okay. Okay, I want to say that's what it was. It was somewhere I want to say in the forties or fifties. I it, it's honestly I've been crazy at work, so it's honestly been probably about a month since I last played Flight Simulator. But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I I'm a good reviewer, really. I am, uh, but. <laughs> But no, so I mean, you get really decent power out of this thing. Um, if I hadn't stopped making videos, I'd be able to tell you about video making performance. But I stopped making videos, so <laughs> oops. Um, you know, I can tell you it renders podcasts pretty quickly, which is nice. I mean, audio rendering is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. So um, so it's got that going for it. But uh, And you're yeah. using Audition, right, as far as your... Uh, I am using Audition. Which, I which use is- all... Which is able to take advantage of, of the GPU, I believe, for operating. Yeah, so, yeah, I would say, you know, even though it's technically a gaming laptop, I mean, yeah, definitely having those discrete graphics helps a lot. Yes, yes, it does. So, like, and, you know, one of the interesting things about being on this is it has brought me back to Windows, and Windows 11 specifically, because this laptop is Windows is Windows 11 ready. It did not ship with Windows 11, so I did have to upgrade to it. But I've been kind of digging the Windows 11 lifestyle. It hasn't worked exactly how Microsoft promised it, but it has been working pretty well, I would say. You know, the one thing that's missing... And we can actually talk about this a little bit um, because it's 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 um, pursuant to the laptop. But you know, one thing about Windows 11 is when you disconnect your external mm. screens, and I've got two. I'm pushing a uh, Lenovo. Oh, and actually, that's due for a tech yeah as well. I'm tw- pushing a 24 inch uh, Lenovo monitor, and I've got my 32 inch curved monitor along with the laptop screen. So I've actually got a a three-screen setup here, which is a little crazy. But um, when you disconnect those monitors, Windows is supposed to remember, like, the position of those windows. So when you plug it back in, it drops them right back where they were. It's not doing that. Uh, It's still... 
um, kind of vomiting all your windows onto the one main yeah. screen, and then you know, I, just said, I, I don't heard, know what to do. I have heard multiple people say the same thing, so it's not just yeah. that laptop. It's definitely a Windows 11 thing. Now, or, one thing that is weird that you know, I was actually debating whether or not to bring it up, but I suppose it is germane to the conversation. But for some reason, when I launch a website with streaming video on it, and that can be Netflix. That can sometimes be Amazon Prime. That can sometimes be Hulu. Um, the most, more often than not, the Lenovo monitor, which I use, you might remember the uh, tech yeah I did for the pluggable cable mm-hmm. that does the USB C to HDMI. Yes, that screen will go completely blue, and like it, it still registers as a screen. Like I can move my mouse like into the blue. Huh unknown there and like you know it doesn't just stop at the edge of the screen is what i'm trying to say right now it it doesn't always happen with just that monitor though sometimes it happens with the curved monitor as well so it's not the it's not a pluggable issue it's It's not a it's not a pluggable issue as far as i can tell i think it is like it's either a windows issue or maybe it's something with like the graphics processing with this particular graphics card or something like that i don't know but Regardless, I haven't been able to watch Netflix on this computer, which is kind of irritating, I'll be honest with that you. That is really odd. Yeah. And it's and and like Netflix always fails, other streaming services sometimes fail. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's just a weird little thing and like you said, it's not a pluggable issue because it happens to both monitors. Never happens to the laptop monitor. So, there's that. I mean, it's just it's just one of those weird things. Huh. And I'm, you know what? And I'm sure you could probably pick up any laptop and, you know, go through the same setup that I have and probably something is going to F up somewhere. And that's fine. I get that. I'm not going to necessarily blame the laptop entirely, but it is a little irritating. I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah, hopefully that's something as far as uh, Windows 11 is concerned that, that continues to get better. Because, I, I, I mean, it, yeah, it, it could it, be a it Windows is 11 a, bugaboo. Yeah. Or a driver issue or yeah. something like that. I, I really like that's there could be a lot of different things and I'm not the hardware troubleshooter I used to be. I was gonna ask though, speaking of displays, how is that display? The display is crisp. So and I can say that because the the uh, so the way I have it set up is I've got the twenty four inch monitor on the right and on the left and the thirty two inch monitor on the right. The laptop screen is in the middle and that's the one that i actually do a majority of my work on so like i've got the right screen i typically have like a couple of browser windows open like i'll have asana over there because that's how digital trends does their tasking and stuff like that and i usually leave like a static like uh uh, youtube music window over there um, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a second. And then over on the left-hand side, that's where I do like a lot of my communications, my messaging. I've got my email over there, Teams and Slack and you know uh, my, uh, Facebook Messenger, all that stuff. I've got all that over there. So like I do most of my main work on this center screen, which is the laptop screen, which is ironically the smallest of the three. <laughs> Um, but that's because usually when I'm working, I'm like, you know, typing into a web browser or, you know, I'm typing into a CMS, which, by the way, don't ever type into a CMS. Um, but, you know, I'm typing into like a Google Doc or I'm uploading, you know, stuff for, you know, the show for to Libsyn and stuff like that. So, like, 
um, you know, I, I really love, you know, using, using this middle screen because it is very sharp. I do a lot of, uh, photo editing on this screen as well. So, you know, I can, I can really get in there and, and, and see what I need to see in terms of all that. So yeah, the screen itself is quite good. Uh, and I want to say this is going to, this is going to bug me. I don't remember what the refresh rate is on the screen. What I was just wondering, I was going to look and see if I could just find specs on that. Here we go, display. So yeah, it's 165 hertz refresh rate. Um, Once again, I don't care. (laughs) So I'm sure it's wonderful and I'm sure it's beautiful when you're scrolling stuff. I don't care. I can't see that kind of stuff. Well, I think where that makes more of a difference is when you're you're gaming. gaming. Mm-hmm. So you and, don't get the and, ghosting and all that fun stuff. I, ironically, actually, um, on when I'm doing that, I'm actually using the 32 inch monitor. So of course, because of course I am, and that actually, I think my 32 inch monitor is also 165 hertz. So if I remember correctly, because I believe it was a gaming monitor before yeah, I was. bought it, and before I bought it and turned it into a <laughs> it turned into a, a sound <laughs> editing monitor. But um, but no, so like the one thing I did want to mention was one of the cool things that I can do with Windows 11 is, um, you know, Windows 11 has the multi the multiple different window sizing options. So if you like point at the maximize button, but don't actually click, you get, you know, several different options of doing like a left or right, or you can do your split your screen into thirds. You can hmm. split your screen into other different other thirds where like the two sidebars are narrower than the middle window, et cetera, et cetera. So what I usually do is I will do that with YouTube Music, the window, the YouTube Music window that I have, and I will set that as the bottom half. You know, I'll split my screen in two, and then I will split the right side into mm. two as well. So yeah, and I'll screens, do three, three. and I'll do that one as the bottom half, and I'll dump a couple of browser windows into the other two into the other two panes, and then I drag that center bar down. So really, all I can see is the play bar mm. on YouTube Music. So I've got basically two full size browsers on my right that I can play with. Itty bitty living space for YouTube Music. Yeah, and but that's all you need. That's all you, you know. Need. Once, yeah, once you get your music going, you know it's. Unless you need uh, album pretty, art, which yeah, I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, and and the thing is, like, I have bogged this thing down. Like, I have thrown so much at this computer. Like, you know, even when I was playing like Windows Flight Simulator, Microsoft Flight Simulator, I would have Window, I would have Google Earth open as well oh, wow. to like help me navigate because I don't know where anything is outside <laughs> of Chicago. So, um, and like the mapping in 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 Microsoft Flight Simulator is not terribly helpful. So like when I was trying to do like um, no, is when I was trying to do like passes around like uh, Disney just to like fly over Disney and see what it looked like. Um, you know, I had to have Google Earth open so that I could you know actually navigate from Orlando's airport to Disney because I had no freaking idea where it was. So, um, and but I mean, like when you think about it, Google Earth by itself could be a graphically intense program, mm-hmm. and I'm throwing Microsoft Flight Simulator into it as well. So I mean, like. This thing has power to spare. I'm not worried about that at all. I am, unfortunately, very bothered by the lack of uh, biometric authentication. I really wish it had that, especially for the money that Lenovo commands for these types of... Oh, 
sure. for these types of laptops. I mean, how hard is it to put in a fingerprint sensor? It's not. Especially if you're a gamer. Like, you want to sit down, you just want to start scanning your finger and go, bro. You know, the you're nice not worried is, about the man. Have you seen, uh, and I'm, I, I agree with you that it definitely should should come with one. I, it's it's yeah. almost a given these days. I mean, even Chromebooks come with like, some biometric stuff <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but you can buy... Just go to like your Newegg or your Amazon or your Tiger Direct or, you know, other various vendors of the like. And you can purchase a little USB-A uh, dongle. I don't want to call it a dongle. Just a little little thing that slots in there and becomes a, a fingerprint sensor. I got That's, one of those and I mm-hmm. couldn't get it to work with this. Really? Well, yeah, I don't know why, and I and and I don't necessarily. And I, I mean, I I need to clarify that I spent the better part of thirty seconds trying to troubleshoot <laughs> this. So I mean, it's like it wasn't that huge a priority for me. Like I plugged it in, and I went to like the Windows Hello and settings, and it said your fingerprint sensor doesn't work. I'm like, oh crap, fine, whatever. <laughs> and I and I and I like so, I shoved it in a drawer and called right. it a day. So, you know, I didn't put in a whole lot of work into it to see if I could get it to work. That's on me, and I'm I a hundred percent um accept that. But uh um, And you're also having to lose a USB A port by doing that too. So I mean it's right. it's not without its consequences. Oh, you know what? I didn't talk about the rest of the IO on this mm. thing. Um which is fairly extensive. So on the right, there's a USB-A port. On the left, you've got your headphone jack and your USB-C port. And then on the back, I don't want to, like, stand up and, like, bend over and, like, have you staring at my crotch. Mm. But, no, there, there, there is for sure, I'm going to try to do this from memory, there are for sure at least two USB-C ports. There is at least a, an HDMI out. There is, uh, um, uh, you know, RJ, whatever, networking cable connector, Cat6. Oh, RJ45? Yeah, RJ45, that's the Mm -hmm. one. Um, And there are, I want to say, at least two USB-A ports back there as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a ton of I.O. on this thing, which is really nice. It is such a throwback. It feels like when you get a laptop that, that has a bunch of ports like that, whether it's a gaming laptop or not, which actually, I think... It's definitely a good idea for a gaming laptop to have that, oh, specifically yeah. for LAN parties if you still do that. Because sometimes Wi-Fi just still isn't great. Oh, no, 100%. Are, so. 100% you need a wired internet connection. There's right, no question right. about that. And I think I think that's pretty much a standard on every gaming laptop. Because, you know, my son's laptop that we got for him has an RJ45 jack on it. So, But, you know, it it's to me more so because most laptops these days, especially... Because most of the laptops that I use normally outside of my MacBook Pro are a, um, I don't want to say, it, is it a two-in-one? But it's, it's a yeah, uh, in that it can fold like a, Yo- like a Lenovo Yoga. Like a Yoga, yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. they don't have ports on the back. And so what I, when I see one of those, I'm like, wow, these are like the computers I used to sell in 2002. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, for the webcam, there is a hardware turn-off mm-hmm. switch. Mm-hmm. So um, now it is not located up by the camera. There's no shutter that actually goes huh. over the thing. It's actually it's it's a it is a switch like a hardware switch that you can switch on and off that will turn off the camera, but um, it is not located on the shutter itself. Because it's a Lenovo, we have the one question we haven't answered yet, which is. 
does it have a weird key placement on the bottom left? I think it's like where the function key and the control key are reversed from. Um, the control key and function key are in normal positions. The really? control key is on the far left. The function key is inside that, and then the Windows key. So yeah, you're right. Some some Lenovo laptops do that funky key placement. This is a Chromebook, so I don't think it matters. No, it doesn't. Um. But yeah, so some some of the Lenovo laptops that we have looked at have that that switched placement, which I will never understand. I don't understand. Um, but um, and what's funny is like you know the keyboard the keyboard experience on this laptop is great. You know it's 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 you know we we talked about this a little bit in our last top story, but you know the the Lenovo keyboards are very good. I did use the keyboard for a few days before I ended up integrating it into the rest of my setup because I've got the Logitech keyboard that I use, the Bluetooth Logitech keyboard. So that's pretty much what I use most of the time. But when I do have to use the keyboard, um, it is it is a great experience, even with the number, the, the, uh, the uh, keypad, the full-size keypad on the right-hand side. And honestly, if you're an engineer or if you're someone who really, like a teacher, teachers love that number mm -hmm. pad. So, I mean, like, yeah, that is a solid thing to include on a gaming laptop. And especially with gaming laptops, because I think a lot of gamers use number pads as well for, like, up, down, left, and oh, right and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's probably yeah. why it's there. Yeah, That's probably the entire reason it's there. Although I believe the P-Series has one as well. Um, there and is it's no a, silly... And it's a workstation for engineers. Yeah. There is no silly little nub in the middle, um, so sorry, Darn. Lenovo fans, it's not there. But uh, but yeah, so like overall, we should probably uh, wrap this up a little bit because we're going starting to go a little bit long. But so overall, um, I I really I really dig this laptop. Um, we didn't talk about battery life so much, and that's because it has a discrete uh, graphics card, so the battery life is you know, better measured in minutes than hours. Um, but no, I mean, I would, when I took this thing off the dis, off the power, I got, I want to say I got a couple of hours on it when I was running it pretty well, uh, you know, pretty hard. So, um, you know, gaming and whatnot. So we didn't talk about that too much, mostly because this has been more of a workstation for me. It hasn't really been a portable laptop for me i did consider taking it with me to disney yes we're gonna get a disney reference into this <laughs> show um but i i end up not doing that so um but yeah so overall uh, i want to say the retail price of the i don't know about this particular configuration but the retail price for the legion 5i on lenovo's website starts at i want to say it's like 1700 dollars, something like that 17 18 what it says right there oh okay so 17 1800 dollars Mm -hmm. so that's i mean honestly for that price i would probably like to have biometric authentication but that's really about the only thing that's missing here yeah and it, so and i think the 3050 is the chipset that uh nvidia released uh that was supposed to sort of supplant it's more of like the the, the entry level i guess is what i'm trying to say of mm. of the mobile gaming i could be wrong but i think it's 3060 and 3070 are the ones that are above that and so not to say that it's it's not powerful but i think that that actually came out after the 3060 and the 3070 to um mm, for okay. because of availability but this is the mobile version so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a little bit different but yeah I, I, you know i think it's kind of an interesting experience to use a gaming laptop because they just are so different it's like if you drive a pickup truck every day and then you get into like a 
<laughs> like a vehicle from the Fast and the Furious. They're just yeah. they're so different. Even though they're yeah. you know they can both drive down the road, it's just very different ways of doing things. And, and I, it's kind of fun. Like it just it just it is. Feels... It really is. Yeah, it's it's a very solid experience. And like I said, the, you know the things that I do like about it are the the generous IO. That's on the back and the right. sides of the computer. You know, you can plug anything you need to in here. Um, I, I definitely like the wired internet connectivity because honestly, a lot of laptops just don't have that. And when you're, you know, and when you're in my industry and you go to like a trade show or something like that, often you need to get that wired connectivity if you want to use anything approaching a decent internet connection right. at on the show floor. You know, you want if you go to the media room and you're relying on Wi-Fi, that's very hit or miss. And I've done that a couple of times and it is very hit or miss so having that is is legitimately really nice and i've had this computer plugged into my wi-fi or into my wi-fi into my router at home you know because i wanted to get the you know the better speeds that it affords right so you know so there's that the windows 11 um readiness is is very nice because honestly that's less common than i thought it was going to be these days <laughs> but now, uh, I'm, I'm curious just do you remember how long it took you to upgrade from windows 10 to windows 11 i think it was right out of the box I want to oh. say like yeah, I, I it was like ready to go when I when I fired it up. So it just so, gave you the option. Yeah, I think before I installed really anything, it was it was ready to go, or at least it was not far into the experience. Hmm. So it was uh, it was pretty quick. I mean, this has everything that you need, and you know, I mean, you sh you should know that in a typical workday, I'm running probably. Four or five edge browsers. I'm running, you know, Teams, Outlook, YouTube Music, Twitter, uh, um, Facebook Messenger. Those are actually like web apps that I download that, you know, I, I use. Uh, Telegram, Slack, Discord. Often I'm using Audition, and like this computer doesn't bat an eyelash at any of that. So yeah, yeah. So like you don't need to worry about like power, especially for like a productivity machine. Um, again, I wish I kind of still did videos because then I could tell you like how it does with video rendering. But I don't do videos, so screw that. Um, but uh, but overall, like this is uh, you know this is a very solid mid mid-range laptop i would recommend it i think i you know for, for the price like 17 1800 that's not bad and you know again that's lenovo's website so chances are you can find this configuration somewhere else cheaper amazon new egg you know take your pick also lenovo um, is is big on their own side of coupons and so yeah. the right time of the year not and i'm not just referring to black friday you know um, they mm -hmm. will just run crazy, like stackable coupon specials, and you could probably get a, a third or more off of the price, uh, especially if yep. it's towards the end of its life cycle. Um, there you go. Right. And um, to that end, I will include a link to as close to the review model as I can on Amazon because that's where I do all my affiliate uh, linking. And if you buy one, then you'll uh, be helping out the show. And you'll have my thanks. I'm going to get you a sticker for the windows of your cars that says, I don't do videos. 
<laughs> you know what I want? You know what I want for my car more than anything else? I want those 0, 0.0 stickers that you can put on the back cuz you know they've got the the ones that do like 26.2 yes. and like the 13.1. A, a buddy of mine, his wife who runs um 5Ks, got him a, a sticker that says 0. 0.0. <laughs> And I just love that. That that's the only sticker I would ever put on my car. But uh, anyway, so that is going to do it for this review of the Lenovo Legion 5i. And I would like you to please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review for the show. And you can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash benefit. Or hit the like button down below. Hit the subscribe button. Comment if you want to get yourself a Lenovo laptop. Um, you can write to the show by visiting benefitofadow.com slash contact. And I would like to thank co-producer Cliff for coming down and chatting about all things Lenovo this evening and for all his hard work behind the scenes. But most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening and for giving me the benefit of the doubt.